Same type game, the type of girl giving out the fake cell phone the name. Big fame, big she like cats and big things. Jewel chip, money clip. Welcome, welcome. This is the Simply King Podcast. It's your boy Rodney Perry King himself. And you just tuned into the Soulfully Conscious Podcast of Human Simply Being Human. And today I have a really, really great one. Uh, this was actually one that, you know, shout out to Taylor Crenshaw who uh, gave the suggestion out to me when I just put it on Instagram. I was like, hey, you know, who, who y'all know that I, I think I should, you know, talk to, reach out to, and what have you. And um, this gentleman was one of the first people she named. And I was like, oh, I fuck with that idea. That's a great fucking idea. I'm going to surely enough reach out. And um, and I really, I really, you know, really, really appreciate what you're doing. Because I think it's something that uh, a lot of people need to do. It's not only look at themselves. Like, not even just the way that you're putting out your message. <laughs> The way this person is sending this message, but more so him just looking at himself, seeing himself for all that he brings and then doing something with that or doing something about that. And I think that's what the perfect thing about. Today I have with me, he goes by the Perspective Bully. You can follow him at the Perspective Bully and Rudy D um, on Instagram. I have Rudy here with me, a Clark Atlanta alum and what what class did you graduate in bro 17 fresh fresh out you feel me fresh out first day out we out here how you feeling bro i'm good bro i'm good i appreciate the warm welcome oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i appreciate it yeah yeah i appreciate it. you know I, I, I try i do what i can you know understand i do what i can but no so you're originally from philly right new york, new york? Oh, oh yeah from new york what part? Brooklyn. Oh yeah, oh yeah. BK all day. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, what first? I n- I never asked you. What what made you choose CAU? Like far away from home. That was my idea. I said, let me get as far away from Brooklyn as possible. Florida was too hot, <laughs> and Georgia was close enough. You said what was too hot? Florida. Oh. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But honestly, I do think it's always interesting, you know, how many people, you know, within the AUC in general, uh, how heavy, you know, how heavy New York influence is on, you know, the AUC. And I, I've always appreciated it more than anything because it's given me uh, a look into other things. God, God giving me a way to kind of see things in a different way and see blackness in a, in a different way because... It was things that I did that, you know, people that I knew who were from, you know, the East Coast, who was like, niggas really do that? Like, I thought that was some old, you know, TV shit. You know, like, I didn't know dudes down here actually acted like this or did this thing or people, you know, kind of approach life in a certain way. And I think that exchange makes for, you know, pretty well-rounded people. Because I know some folks who came to CAU and had, you know, brought the habits that they know to have, but they left with, you know, with some, you know, some Southern, some Southern shit. <laughs> like, and they noticed that about themselves, them just, the way they be speaking to people and shit like that, and then people just be like, I did not do this shit when I came in. And now I'm like, doing this and doing that, and I know I didn't, I know I didn't get that shit from no damn New York or nothing like that. It gotta be this time I spent being in the South for so long. But, uh... That's a fact. I never said hi to nobody in my life until I came down here. <laughs> and, but that's, and you know, that's crazy to me. I remember explaining that to, uh, to some girls who was from Brooklyn who used to hang around with all the time. Because uh, they were just like, it was like, you know, like, where I'm from, that's just not, that's not what, that's not what people do. Like, why do y'all do that? Like, do you, do you know why y'all do that? And that's I told them. weird. And, and see, that's the thing. That's what they said. And I was like, the way the logic works on our side, it's like we're we're taking up the same space. We're literally making eye contact. We're acknowledging the presence of each other in some form or fashion, either by I'm seeing you or I'm literally in your space because I got to walk past you. I might as well, you know, go ahead and let it be known. Like, oh, hey, how you doing? I 
I mean, people just be, but y'all just be saying hey for no reason. Cause some of y'all don't even be caring or liking, or it gets a lot. It gets real fake with that, you know. Some people just be saying hey to say hey. You don't know me, and we don't talk. We really don't gotta say hey. Now I do it. Now I say good morning. But my first time going down the timeline, somebody stopped me to say good morning for no fucking reason. It was weird. I, I, I look. I understand. I understand the perspective for sure. I think. Uh... Because I, I definitely think it, it just becomes habit more than anything. And people just do it really not caring to. Because I've definitely seen people, you know, get get spoken to and try to start a conversation. And they'll get that, like, I didn't really want to, like, talk to you. I just came in the room and said, hey, you know, like, not like, hey, how you doing? Like, I want to talk. But it's enough, you know, it's, it's strange. It's strange. But no. The perspective bully, I want you to tell people what made you kind of, you know, self-proclaim us, you know, uh, what what made you come up with that, I guess, that, that moniker of calling yourself the perspective bully. Interesting title, though, for real, for real. I mean, it's me. Uh, people always say I'm bullying them or I'm mean or a bunch of nonsense, but you get people that think I'm nice, you get people that think I'm this or that. You get so many different perspectives, you start to understand that everyone walking has a different perception. Everyone walking has a different set of eyes. And it's quite rare that you're going to find someone that sees the exact same thing you see every single time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when you become someone that people talk to, when I'm not being mean, I'm a great confidant, I'm a decent friend, I guess. So you start seeing all those different perspectives and understanding them and starting to understand it. You have to understand those views or you catch yourself being a whole lot more cold mm. to the world, a little bit less understanding when people are always going through different shit. But everyone has a life to live. Everyone has a book to write. Like It's your journey and your path. And some people are kind of inconsiderate to that. So yeah. being a bully of perspective, I'm just looking at it all. Oh, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it's that's why I think it was so deep, you know, when you when you first when, you, when we first spoke and you told me, you know, just about that. And I think what got me the most was just, you know, you kind of it was very reflective. And I, I've always been a person who's been big on just, you know, people need to start looking at their damn self more. And that's it. Like, fuck a compare. Fuck a, you know, let's see. Let, let me see me and then think about my parents. Let me see me and think about the people around me. Let me see me because of all these sayings and things and just have, you know, habitual things that people think they have to do to measure where they are. Like my pops, this, that, and the third. My mom's this, that, and the third. So I need to be this. And it's like, no, we need to like understand that. Yes, you know, we might've came to this world with the, you know, with the help of our, you know, parents, but we're going to live this thing solely by the actions of ourselves and we can make the best of that make the worst of that because in the end we're gonna go out this bitch alone so i think what i believe you know come when it comes to just having a habit of being reflective i feel like we got to come to grips with understanding that we only have control over us and we only have control over you know the things that we really truly embody and the things we can put our hands on so Instead of being so, instead of starting with extending yourself outside, being like, you know, I'm gonna compare myself to this, compare myself to that, it can create some madness and literally create this image of yourself that you don't even know. And I think that's what makes it really fucking deep that that's something that you came to and something, you know, that you're not only came to, but are embracing by just, you know, speaking out and giving your words and giving out what the hell you feel. And I, I would love to know, like, so, because you do, you know, these cool videos and things like that. What's the, what's the mission behind kind of like these little clips and expressions that you do? Awareness. Realistically, I don't get enough time with Instagram. It's only a minute, but I try to do my best to entice perspective in people in that short minute. Mm. I say stuff that's provoking. I say stuff that's confusing. I say stuff that you have to ponder on. And then the way I speak naturally, I don't know if it's a combination from being between being from New York, hanging out with people from other areas, also being fat at a point in life. I'm like, I'm still fat, but when I was large, you know when you're large, you have a different kind of vocabulary because you have to have an extensive range of comebacks for everyone that's making fat jokes. So True. When you learn that way with words, I just make sure that I, I do something to make you sit for 30 seconds and think about whatever the fuck I just said. 
And that's really the goal of what I'm doing with Instagram right now. If you catch me on my podcast perspective, me and my partner, Bizarre, y'all can expand on that. We got stuff that I expand on there. We got stuff that we're coming out with in the future that you can be able to see us expand more than just the minute I get from Instagram. But awareness is the key. I just want people to see it. I ain't asking you to change. I ain't asking you to, I'm not asking nothing of you. I don't want nothing from you. I just want you to think about it. Mm. Just think that it's possible. I, I, I fuck with that. I fuck with that. It's one thing that you said in our, you know, in our preliminary conversation that spoke to me, and I would love for you to break it down because, especially being a person who is fresh out, you know, and I think moments like this when you're in the kind of like transitional phase of like you're now out of school and now you kind of got like you know a million choices to make for yourself that you have to make, you're forced to make, unlike at any other moment in your life. Because it's like the real world is hitting and life hits your ass fast. And you said something about, you know, having life in four quarters. You know, splitting your, you know, spending your life up into, you know, quarters just like a, like a business. You know, Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4. And, um, and breaking that up to, you know, organize yourself and set those goals and things like that. I would love for you to break down to people what that is, what that method is, and I guess how that's helped you be able to organize and balance yourself. Well... We live in a lie. Right now, everybody in our generation is lying, and we spoke on that as well in our prior conversations. Mm -hmm. And I mean, everyone may be an exaggeration, but so many people are putting such a high value on themselves, undeservingly in a lot of cases. So many people are just becoming so entitled with little reason, little justification. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to do that, you might as well really put some worth into your work. I mean, if you're going to fake it, fake it till you make it by all fucking means. Mm -hmm. But don't be a joke about it. Don't make it a game. If you're going to act like you are the shit, if you're a business, if you are a, a certain caliber person, then take your life to a certain caliber. Businesses don't just say, this is what we're going to do this year and hope they're going to do it. No, they, they break down, they review, they have goals that they have goals in between the other goals that help you get to the long-term goal rather than just saying by the end of the year we're going to be the best business in the country no we have a step a a phase two whatever the hell you want to title it they have a game plan and four quarters is the most familiar and you don't got to be educated to understand four quarters everybody understands basketball and football Everyone understands with four different sports are like they teach you that shit in gym and we all had to take PE. Even if you dropped out, you went to gym at least once. <laughs> it's true. True shit. True shit. True yeah. shit. And I think for me it spoke to me because it's kind of like I'm at a, I'm at a place right now where I feel like, you know, I'm starting to I've been out of school for a minute and I think I'm I'm starting to understand how I like to organize myself and what's the most effective way to get the shit done that I want to get done. And to create my life to make sure that, you know, these results are not only uh, consistent, but like I can add on. It's like, okay, this is a thing. And now this is a habitual thing that I do. And now I can add on to this and create that new goal or that new objective. Because I just have always, you know, thought of it as, you know, we need to, I've always been a person who thought, you know, everyone is their own brand, is their own business, is their own artist or creative or what do you want to think about? Because, you know, it's all about the way that you see it. It's all about you seeing this thing that you have as a value that you can now utilize in some form or fashion. And the way that you do that, you could do that at your own job. You could do that as an entrepreneur, whatever that is. But I feel like finding it, being honest with yourself that this is a thing that you're actually, you know, have some skill in. Then you kind of, you know, evaluate what that level of skill is. And then you go on to say, you know, OK, so I think I, I know I can do this. I know I can do that. I know I can, you know, expand upon this. I don't know anything about this segment of it, so I'm going to go ahead and learn this thing. Get the education like, on this, you know? But it's like your, your skills are like a vessel of you. Mm -hmm. They're an extension of your power. At the end of the day, if you take it to a wider spectrum and just focus on you, whatever you say you're going to do. At the end of the day, if you say you want to start reading more, you're going to have better conversations. It's going to lead you to better opportunities. It's going to lead you to greater situations. Like... When you work on the core, everything else just turns over. Next thing you know, you're reading everything that your job requires you to know. Next thing you know, you know the most in the building. Next thing you know, they have to promote you. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, you know so much, you get the chance to start your own business because you're wasting your time there. 
but that's just because you started reading in the first quarter. This is what you could accomplish by the fourth. Mm-hmm. And I mean, everyone's always thinking about the future. Everyone knows it's gonna happen at one one thirty. Every day after your birthday, and I mean, this is a this, this could be a shot in the dark, but I can almost guarantee one hundred percent of people do this. You wake up the next morning and you brushing your teeth, drunk night of recovery or sober night of recovery, lonely night of recovery, whatever the fuck it is. The day after your birthday, you brush your teeth and say, oh, "What happened? What about next year?" You go straight to your next birthday. The day after your twenty third birthday, you think about your twenty fourth. Yeah. After your thirty first, you think about your thirty second. Yeah. You're already a year ahead, and you make so many. You have a whole vision of what you look like, how much hair you grew. How much muscles you added onto your body, how much weight you gained or lost, whatever the fuck it is, you you took yourself there and you're gonna forget about everything that could or could not happen in between that because you shot too far ahead. You're gonna make promises for yourself and next you know you're gonna be in that same railway, in the same draws, in the same situation, think about the next kind of thing. Because you didn't break it down and you didn't focus. Mm. Focus. Focus. I think, you know. I think that's honestly a, a real interesting thing about, you know, the generation we live in, because I feel like we're always lauded to be this generation who has, you know, really no focus or we don't have any patience or we want things fast and we want instant gratification and all those different things. And I would love to know your opinion, especially being a person who likes to speak to people, you know, of your own age and of your own generation. Like, what, what do you believe are kind of like some of the are some of the worst things, the worst habits, you know, as a consensus, the generation kind of you've seen it, the generation have. Uh and also some of some some you know, some of the best things, some of the best and the worst things that you've noticed. Death by perception. Mm. And I mean that that can expand from being watching face, or being a watch face ass person, mm-hmm. or getting your face watched. I mean, it, it's two sides to that story right there. It's like, some people are dying to create a look for somebody, and I don't know who the fuck it is. There are people out there really losing their minds right now, trying to build a picture for other people to believe in. And then there are people that are just looking to be someone else. You spending your entire time glued to a screen just looking at somebody else and what they do and what they did. You can add in a different color. That's And I mean, that's boys and girls. And it's just not clothes, it's hair, it's dreads, it's, it's sneakers, it's ideas. Everything being done, someone is trying to duplicate in a slightly different way. No one's even trying to be original at this point. Mm-hmm. Originality's died, creativity's boring. And that's why... I guess sometimes highlights look like dick riding, but it's like we have so little cr- creativity buzzing around that when somebody does do something creative, it has to become a point. Mm-hmm. It really does. And I mean, I was against the whole Black Panther thing, but that's really what explains it. Because Black Panther was too irrelevant to the culture, to the community. It didn't do much of actual positive reinforcement. But it did show that we have a lack of appreciation for the little things that we do. But, I mean, how many little things do we do are highlighted to its best potential? You don't have a million viewers per podcast. I know for a fact, the amount of people that follow you on Instagram do not total out your views on your your podcast. Great. Neither neither do they do mine, neither do they do the person, the other person you know that has one, neither do the two girls down the street, neither does that radio show. Why? But we can all go see Black Panther. We don't want to make shit cool. But once somebody else thinks something is cool, that's what we're going to go ahead and do because we don't have time to think for ourselves. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I'm just saying we, we do so much latching. We do so much stealing. We do so much sharing. that We're losing leaders by the day. And I mean, the pyramid schemes have become so ingrained in our hearts from, from all this money shit. We're starting to have life pyramid schemes. Just like the, cool, the white cool kids in the movies. You know, when the senior graduates, the junior gets promoted to the head of the table. Yeah. And then so on and so on. Yeah. It's one IG famous person that gets a young little, little sis, little bro. Next year, they IG famous and they're going to keep setting up the streams just like that. Being IG famous don't get you no extra bread unless you go to YouTube. Now, apparently YouTube is making bread. I do not offend YouTube. But <laughs> for the most part, 
most of these people are still not having no money. Oh, they, you're very no true. No opportunities. Even barely any real friends. The ones that take too many pictures, you wonder, you wonder how the fuck they're always alone. Mm-hmm. Like, how the fuck is, how are you always taking a selfie? What's wrong with you that no one wants to hang out with you? Mm-hmm. And then going into photogenic making you famous, man. Photogenic is the new popular. You don't actually have to be cool. You don't have to be a good person. You don't have to be funny. You don't have to have a good personality. You don't have to have life potential. You don't have to be the class president. All you got to do is catch good lighting. If you catch good lighting, you are instantly someone important. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. This is true. This is true. I, I, not to interject, but to interject, I think that part right there is really interesting. It's one of the best examples. And the reason I wanted to expound on it is because it's like, I've seen so many people who've like gained, you know, who garnered so much reputation. And from the people that I know and I work with and who are friends of mine, who are specifically like who take pictures for a fucking living, right? Our approach by said people, men and women who just so happen to got some good lighting, right? They're not really truly models though. You see what I'm saying? They've garnered this Tumblr ass following and now here they are. And they've kind of just went with what they feel like they should go with. It's like, okay, now that so many people follow me, I gotta kind of keep upgrading this look of my page and doing this and doing that. I guess I kind of gotta get into this business and do a thing. And then now you have this interesting saturation of people who not only are doing this, but like are training, like putting putting the self-investment in to learn how to do this in the best way, how to actually like make a fucking face that expresses whatever the message is in this photo or for whatever this work of art is. It's the extra phone cases, it's the extra phone extensions. Yeah. It's the detail. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the detail of doing some shit that I can't see for real. If I catch you in the middle of the street, I cannot see what you put in that picture. Mm-hmm. And we damn sure can't go to the fucking water park nowadays. You can't take nobody to Splish Splash. <laughs> nobody can go to no fucking water slide. You know the log ride? Everybody know about the motherfucking log ride when you was a kid. The big-ass wood cabin shit that you go down and shit splash up. You can't go down there no more. You can't, you can't, cause you gotta have that phone with you too. You gotta have, so, so these. They're not it. They make Ziploc bags. It's the faces, bro. How, how to make a person? <laughs> so, so do you have any pros? Is the question. What you mean? Do you have any positives about the generation that you think is a good thing that the generation has done, or a good, I guess, I guess more so uh, communal habit or trend that you see. Funny enough, dick riding the best thing they do. I mean, when I guess I wish they could channel it better, mm-hmm. but all the energy they put into Black Panther, awesome. All the energy they put into Beyonce, cool. I just wish they could put it into people that they actually know, people that they could actually text. I agree. People that they could call. But I mean, I think everyone recognizes there's a need to be conscious. There's no one pushing anyone in the direction of the proper conscience. There's, you know, everyone knows that it's something I want to get into. I mean, I heard everybody talking about being woke. I'm done with woke. Woke is now a joke. One of these days, I'm going to start the rewoke movement. All <laughs> over again. Because there, there is a class of people now that sees a right above the bullshit. Being woke doesn't mean you buy two dashikis. That's not the, that's not it. I agree. I agree. I think, damn, that's a good point. Cause I think, you know, for, for, you know, for decades, you know, I think that's one thing that has, we've almost reformed in a way. Cause I feel like it's, it's always been a trend that, you know, black people are just have always had the buying power and had, have, have always had the energy to support and lift the thing up to, for that thing to be the most successful whatever it is you know what i'm saying i was watching motherfucking um i never watched good hair the chris rock documentary and i was watching it was on hulu and i was like i ain't never watched this let me see what the hell this is about chris rock it might be kind of funny or whatever and in the midst of watching it was sad as hell shit i already knew 
But I think it was the fact that he kind of, you know, went about it and asked all the questions you would, ex- you know, if you were there, asked like, you know, so what do you, you know, so how old was your daughter when you gave her a fucking perm and shit, you know? And these women would say, you know, she was three. And then the next scene would be him going to an actual doctor, him asking the doctor, he was like, cause he found out like the technical name for what's in perm. And he said sodium something or whatever. And uh, he was like, he was like, this is, uh, he said, so this is the sodium, whatever, whatever. He was like, yeah, this man was literally dipping like aluminum cans into this solution. And it was literally just leaving it there. And it was literally melting the aluminum can. And he said, you know, you know, black women put this, you know, black people put this in their hair. He was like, why the hell they do that? And Chris Rock said, so they can have hair like you. (laughs) And what fucked me up about it was just like thinking about like we've lifted up brands and industries and people to a point to where they are past us. Like, fuck a, you know, being about us or giving all that, you know, giving that having that circulate back, giving that support back. Oh, y'all the ones who put me in this place because y'all supported me. This is what I'm going to do now for that support. You know what I'm saying? I think that that ecosystem or that that, there is no ecosystem at all. And I think that reflects as well when it comes to people on the ground level too. So you can have, so I might not support this business and this thing down the street. So now nobody can really get ahead because I support this, but they won't support me in a way where they're giving back because they have reached a certain level. And I think that shit is, that shit's interesting. That shit's interesting as hell. But I would, I, but I would love to know because, you, you know, you've been out for a minute. It's about, you've been coming up on like a, a smooth, you know, year you've been out of school. What is some of the things that you feel like, what, what are some of the craziest things you've noticed just from like entering into the real world that you did not know before the fact? <clears throat> Adults are kids too. Say that again. Adults are kids too. The first thing that came to my mind was bills, but I mean that was obvious. And I started paying them before I got out of school. But like now that I paid the totality a little bit, but it's a little bit more when you pay everything. Mm-hmm. I, it's definitely a bunch of child ass people with high ass numbers on their on their um, passports, mm-hmm. IDs. You could be fifty and still be fucking childish. You could be forty and still be in a fucking chore. And you can be 38 and still be fucking petty. I've seen that. Me too. <laughs> I didn't realize that. And also, the first thing I... You know what, bro? This is more important than everything I just said. I realized the system is bullshit. Mm. And, that is the, and that is the least conspiratorial, conspir- whatever that word is, statement I'm ever going to say in my life. I don't have any conspiracy behind that. I'm not making a demand statement. No. The system really is bullshit. Yeah. They set you up to go through 12 grades and they funnel you with whatever knowledge they want you to fucking learn. And after they put all that shit and they compile it together, they send you out and tell you a list of goals that you're supposed to want and not actually give you the opportunity to get your own goal. Most career days have corporate partners. How many career days have entrepreneurs? Mm Mm-hmm. How many real estate agents go to career day? I met one today, but I don't know that many. They tell you straight A's, CEO. Straight A's, degree, corporate ladder. That is what they push. Yep. Straight A's, med school, um, hours in the hospital, save lives. Oh, you're not good at anything? Bet. Join the army, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to use you for a little bit. Then we're going to give you some long-term benefits. And hopefully you keep words. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That is what I realized. When you were in school and you were trying to get that job because you knew if you didn't get a job, you would have to tell auntie and grandma and ma that you're a loser. You're not a loser if you're not employed. Now, if you're not trying to find something of a goal or dream or any golden gem within you, you might be a loser. But if you have some type of drive and passion, not getting a job out of school is not the worst thing that's going to happen to you. Word. That's true. That's true. That's true. And my, see, the thing I noticed was pretty damn similar. And that was just that nobody had this shit figured out, which I already, already had, you know, kind of a 
already assumed, but I was like, let me not assume. Let me, because if anything, I was hopeful. I was like, I hope I like meet some motherfuckers who got like a better, you know, sense of the world when I get out here, because you might see me as equal and shit. You know, I'm, I'm out of school now, so let me notice the, you know, the way of the world and shit. And then you get into the workforce and you start meeting people and um, find out that, you know, these people are at the same level you're at and you just started and they've been here for however many years or and and like you're tr- you're telling them about, you know, what what you what your plan is or what you, you know, your interests are, whatever, whatever. And yet, you know, they kind of they, they haven't got to that point to be to be like, I don't even know if I can write down a plan yet, you know. Cause I'm still trying to figure it out, and I'm like, damn, you, you like, you know, you dirty, you know what I'm saying? And it's kind of like, okay, I see how this is. Um, it truly is a mixed bag of people who kind of, who, 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 if they don't got it, if they don't know what the hell they want to do, they're still doing something. And I feel like for a lot of people that I've met who have garnered some type of, you know. Some self success with themselves, what they define as success, is because like they might not have known what the fuck to do next. What they never didn't do was either settle on themselves or not fucking take risk and try and keep on pushing to the next level of whatever it is. And I think a lot of people will just be like, you know, I'm just gonna get this kind of safe, uh, you know, position within you know the world. Because it it's, it's it has a goal. If I do this, then I'll eventually get to this point. And I do this, then I'll eventually get to this point. That's what the assumption is. Because I've met people who, as you said, the system, that shit don't work. And it doesn't work because you're not truly a fulfilled individual. And also, you're not, if you if you are content with the way your life is, then you're obviously content the way you are. So when you go to work, you're still that motherfucker who's stagnant as hell. So they're not going to see you as the best goddamn individual who needs to be pushed forward. They're going to see you as the motherfucker who is stagnant. Because just be, you're not going to be that big of a difference is what, I've, what I notice. It's like if you're this very basic level, really not reaching for much type of person in, the, just in your own personal life. When you take your ass to work, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty close that you're the same damn thing. Just you're doing a thing. You have to apply some type of knowledge or skill to, to do your job, but your ambition and your potential level is really going to be where the fuck it's at. When you, if you didn't have this job, it's going to be right there. And I think that's why so many people sit there and think like, well, I've been working for so long and I don't understand why this, that, and the third. Motherfucker don't want to fire you. They don't want to have to worry about replacing a motherfucker. But what you need to do is see more for yourself. Get up off. Yes. And look at yourself and be like, I need to do something else. And what is that thing I can do? I, and then see, do and then do that damn thing. And I think that's see, all. Bro, that, you say what? We, but that's how it comes back full circle what we were just talking about with the latching and the originality. It's all environmental. What you're yeah. saying is cool for us to say, but so many people don't see that. It's oh, for sure. It's cool to just say, be yourself, see yourself, see your vision. When you're geared, when you're driven, when you go to school, in the B-School, if I'm not mistaken, you're a product of the B-School yourself. For right? sure. Corporate's coming. Everyone needs to get dressed up. Mm-hmm. Everyone put on this, that, and the tent. Oh, come on. You're, you're definitely going to go out of here. You're going to work for a Fortune 500. Blah, 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 blah. That's what, that's what they tell us. Mm-hmm. I get it. You have to take your humility years. I, I, I get that. And I guess that's what you're supposed to push. But nobody, we don't see entrepreneurship. We see a bunch of people in the system. Mm-hmm. We don't see none of our professors saying, all right, we're going to get together, leave, and go start a, an elementary school. Mm-hmm. Why don't we see, like, that's not what we see. you telling me three professors from Clark Wayne University right now can go start a school in the Atlanta area and rotate days where they teach so that they can still teach at the school for funding? But a lot of the effort that people put into life is so false. They make it seem like they want to do so much, but there's so much you can do without any effort. You just don't want to put the time in. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And, and that notion about, you know, corporate life, because I definitely had an interesting uh, experience with that, just being in the B-School, you know, choosing to have fucking hair and shit like that. I definitely got a lot of different opinions. And the biggest thing that I used to notice just about it all and definitely question them on is like, you know, I like I think it's real interesting that, you know, y'all pushing us 
all all these people in this class to go corporate and yet almost all of you if not all of you have worked in corporate america and literally say the same thing you got out i had to go i had to figure out something else i wanted to do so if this thing that you're talking about because some of them kept it real was just like you know you need to do this for a while because this is just what's gonna push you know it's gonna get you somewhere in life then you had some who would just kind of really was drinking the Kool-Aid from a sense of like, no, this is what you should do. This is the upstanding thing to do. This is what can push black people forward. When it's like, your ass was in corporate America for five to eight years, you said this shit is not for you. You got your master's and you became a professor. Your story alone is fact to me that I don't need to do this. That I, You're telling me already to not start this fucking rat race. Because you are in a place where you seem happier. You seem like you found a better career that you actually don't mind doing in comparison to. You're talking about you used to work 80 hours and it was ridiculous as hell being in the office, having to deal with all these different things and having all this pressure on yourself, never seeing your kids and wives and husbands and shit like that and living in a random ass place. But now you... You're a lot better. You can take your ass home every night. You can take your, your children to school, motherfucking, you know, sleep with your damn spouse or whoever else. And now you are so much better. Why would I sit here and listen to the advice you're giving me about putting my head all the way into this corporate America life? I had to see through that shit. And I think, that, and then on top of that, them telling me I have to change myself to get a part of this thing is what really like made me look at this shit like, really? So you want me to make myself different co-op into whatever this thing is to do something that you and everyone else is telling me something that is not it, it usually is something that you can't do for a long time the people who do possibly will get something from it because you look at the motherfuckers who've been in a job for 30 years depending on who the fuck they are they might have became something or they might have just spent 30 years doing the same damn thing so it's I've always thought that shit was crazy. It's just a weird way to go about life because it's kind of like you're giving me, you're, you're, you're the example of what I don't want to be, but yet I should still do this thing. I should still listen to you and do that. And that shit has just always been so fucking strange to me. Like the most strange thing. That's but, an interesting perspective on it. Like, it, it, it's just, I never, I never got with that shit. And I just never, could understand because they would, it would always be a but with me. It would always be like Rodney, you're a great student, this and the third. But you know, this, these, these dreadlocks that you got. Lie. But I ain't gonna lie. When you really look at it, like when you go in there and you in the corporate office and you sitting with these clowns, they just wired. You ever see? They say the same shit every day. Mm -hmm. They're enjoying the same experience. They're yeah. enjoying their cubicles. Mm -hmm. They make little shit seem important as hell. They scare the bosses. It'd be so weird. Yes. They're not normal. I mean, it's something about being in corporate America. You a real corporate cog at that point, just waiting for your spot. And I just I can't live my life like that. You go in the company at 21 and you gotta hope somebody dies by the time you're 35 to even have a shot. And then you still got 80 other motherfuckers that been in the company as long as you trying to get the same job. Oops. Exactly. People all everybody going for the same piece of the pie. And and, and and who's to say that pie is even sweet when you get to it? That's what's crazy. Side note, asterisk, star alert. An <laughs> LLC is roughly 150 to start, guys. I don't have one, but that's how much it costs to start your own business. Just saying. No, no, and I, I, what's crazy is like I'm love when I see, you know. Because I knew I know I know the choices I made and like I've already kind of you know constructed this kind of like almost I, I call it my like exit strategy into entrepreneurship because I'm like with this you know steady situation that I have I made I was very particular about the career that I took I, I wasn't really big on contractual things and shit like that. It's like I can make shit. I can make. I can make do with whatever I have. I'm not a person who lives too outside my means, but I for damn sure not about to do no bullshit. So I gotta find that cool, sweet ground. 
So when it came to kind of, you know, getting into the workforce, I was like, let me get the right thing because my exit strategy is, my, my goal in life is to, is to only work for me, not to have a million bosses over me. And if that's always been my goal, then do that in the best way that makes sense to me. But also I'm not stupid. Also I'm not gonna be, uh, because I got responsibilities and shit like that, I was like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do this, 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 and third set myself up so when I do let this thing go, it's it's really gone. And I can really just ball out and do what I need to do. And this is all being put into me and my business. And I love when I see, you know, the people from my school and just people in general who I've known who've like, you know, dive right into it or finally kind of breaking away and starting their own thing, getting a real estate license, learning how to flip a house or two, you know, finally opening up that business. Um, you know, from any 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 form of that, you know what I'm saying? If you was your, your your little hair business is actually starting to boom, you know, you're starting to do this, do that, and it's and you're actually a great person at it. Cause I think there's a difference between because even that thing that you're talking about is something that's copied so much. You know what I'm saying? Like even the careers and entrepreneurs that like the business that people start to create are copied as well, you know. I had an episode about uh, called I'm a Creative uh, featuring R.K. Jackson. I was speaking specifically about like, you know, how creativity and like motherfuckers quote themselves, call themselves creators and get into these creative things is now a trend. And I would like to add to that, that even, you know, the certain types of, you know, careers and passions that people choose are trendy as fuck as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how often I see, you know, so many people who have these very homogenous ass looks. It's all the same. It's like, okay, you know, y'all support my little, you know, uh, I make wigs or whatever now. So y'all support my wig business. Come make uh, express code, all this jazz. You got niggas who be selling all type of shit, um, like their network marketing and all that crazy nonsense. Wake up now and shit like that. It's crazy, but I think it, it beckons to the point that no, not only do no one know what the hell they're doing, but the first step out of that is let me look at somebody who does, who's doing something right that looks like they are a little bit better than me and whatever this thing is, and try to figure it out and do that thing. You know what I'm saying? It don't, it don't make any sense to me because I, but but I think I have to remind myself that my perspective isn't the world's perspective and. I can't get that fucking upset because it's like everybody not me, but I for damn sure not going to just keep allowing certain things not to be said because I feel like somebody got to say something. Somebody got to do something. Somebody got to be a difference. And hopefully you don't try to follow me and every damn thing I do, but you see me as an example of everything what the fuck I'm saying. And you just you hopefully can find a way to do that with yourself. But last question is if you if you could you know if what's the biggest thing what's the one thing that you feel like the generation needs a new perspective on that you have not said yet that you feel like is a major major thing that we need a new perspective on leadership mm, break it down the generation behind us now not now i know you a little older than me so let's say not the one right underneath me, the gap. Everyone that is currently 11 through 16, mm -hmm. they're fucked up. Tie pie eating motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, you're not fixing them. <laughs> that's all little kids in Chicago that's 11 and 10 right now killing the 13, they just hitting 16. You gotta really start paying attention to all the different di the, the diagrams and the timelines of what's really going on. Everybody that's been shooting, when we was in high school, when we was freshmen, you hear about them 12 and 11 year olds dying, them kids are 16 now, them grown ass men. Mm -hmm. When you start thinking about them girls that caught their first body at 11, she about to be about 15. And she was exposed to all the Instagram hoes, all the strippers, all the everything. Back when we was kids, to get into porno, to get into browsers, to get into any nasty shit, they used to make it seem like you really couldn't get in. Like you really, if you click, they was trying to ask you for ages and shit. If you ain't know the lie yet, you ain't lie. You was confused. <laughs> the fine sites that didn't have that shit come up. Word. 
You at, you go through all that. Now you go on Instagram. You get naked girls, naked boys, whatever the fuck you want. Everything is on Instagram. You can get it in different flavors, different situations, live, all that. They got that on social media now. All you gotta do is have an account. No one's care how old you are. What's stopping a, What's stopping you? Your six-year-old nephew to go from watching Cardi B back when she was a stripper. I mean, nothing, what's, bro. What's stopping that? What's stopping? What's stopping your seven-year-old cousin from following Magic City? Yeah, how hard it used to be to catch the flicks. You have to go steal DVDs from your pops and shit, bro. Bro, you're you're, <laughs> you're speaking. You're speaking words. <laughs> you're yeah, saying that shit is hard to get to. Now that shit is so in their face, and I mean, I'm cool on them. I'm gonna live through that nightmare with y'all. That's cool. But you see everybody that's one through ten, they need somebody better. And that's what our generation has to come in. Our generation has time to recognize it. Everyone that's woke, we got a chance to wake up one more time. Be re-woke. <laughs> what the fuck we really trying to say? Because, I mean, how can you keep saying that we're doing right when the people right below us is insane? Our little brothers, they are crazy. Nephews and nieces and all them, they okay, but our little brother, the person two to three years younger than us, wow. The shit that they say, the shit that they think about, the concepts they believe in, the emotions they got, even their music, all this pill popping shit. Oh, that, now that shit crazy. All that shit, we ain't grow up on no Papa's and Papa's and Papa's and Sam's hands. Niggas were just trying to get was, weed. <laughs> just trying to. The person we knew that was wild was Wayne, and everyone was scared because he used to be so wild. Everybody knew why Wayne talked so slow. Nobody was doing that shit with him. Mm-hmm. Now everybody trying to lean left, perk right, okay? Listen, when we was 10, 8, 11, 12, whatever, the age we was gravitating to was our cousins that was 21 through 27, mm-hmm. max. By 28, 29, even really 27, you was an older cousin. You was mommy age. That's how old you was at that time. But like... 20 through 26, 20, maybe 27, three days after your birthday. That's my, that's my big cousin. They so cool. Oh yeah, that's my cousin friend. Like we have, we have the opportunity to be those people right now. We need to do well with that. Because I guess our people dropped the ball. And I remember my older cousins was a little while. They used to date. I remember some of my nieces and nephews learning how to throw their middle finger up before they was even old enough to talk. That's not right. And that's why them kids is wild as a bitch right now. Oh, hell yeah. That shit crazy. That shit crazy. And I, that's, that shit is so right, though. Because I think, you know, you, you I think no one really thinks about the effect that, you know, social, you know, the creation of social media. Because I think when it came out, we were like at a certain age where we can, you know, understand at the most part, what this thing is and like knew how to operate in it. And yet, and, and also we live lives, we lived us a good portion, a little small portion of our lives at, to that point without it, without it being a thing that we knew anything about. So I think we we had this uh, this comparison, you know what I'm saying? Like people in our generation and our, around our age range know what it was like before motherfucking Instagram, before Facebook, before, you know, phones, that that phones were so accessible that everyone fucking had one. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not a a long ass time ago. But this generation, who you know, who is you know, at the, you know that young, who are literally born in the fucking 2000s, and they were born into this. On, you know what I'm saying? Somebody hit it on the head, yo. You say it what? Said that, it was said that it was once that. The internet was a break from reality. Mm-hmm. Now reality is a break from the internet. When yep. you're off your phone and you you detached and you can't get to Wi-Fi, yeah, that's a whole new world. I remember when you just have to wait till you got home to go Google some shit. Yep, you, you used to write it down until you got on your computer. Remember, if you didn't have a sidekick, you could, you ain't have an aim phone. You had to wait till you got home to get on aim. Yeah, shit was tough. Shit was hard, and. You did what you had to do, but it was what it was. It was what it was, but I think it's so damn interesting. It's so damn interesting, but you said, you, we've said a lot and we got so much more to say, but I definitely want people to, you know, make sure they support you 
and continue to kind of, you know, get into your perspective and just, as you say, listen, take it in, take consideration, do what you want to do with it. I just want you to consume whatever the hell I'm saying. This perspective is mine and it, it can be whatever. Um, and I really, really, truly appreciate everything you said. It's been great. It's been a dope ass conversation. I definitely think this is going to be one that people will play back. And, um, and I think, you know, it's a, it's a, I think it's not a hard message to grasp, but I think it, people make it hard because it's like, well, you know, it's not that easy or what about this and what about that? Everyone who listens to this, I want you to take everything said, especially by my man's Rudy. For face value, don't try to look so deep. Don't try to dissect it. Take it with you. He said what the fuck he said, and it is what the hell it is. And here we are. You understand? But let everybody know where they can follow you at, bro. Instagram, R-U-D-Y-D-E-E underscore Rudy And on there, you will get the link to the podcast in my bio. You'll catch a couple of vids, a couple of captions, whatever, whatever. But it's all going to be right there. Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, if you don't know, you now you know you can uh, follow and subscribe and interact with my podcast everywhere podcasts are available. Uh, you can follow me everywhere at Kings underscore memoirs and also follow the podcast page at Simply King Pod on Instagram. Um, I really, really, truly, truly appreciate the support I've been getting. I got some cool shit happening and coming up real, real soon. So make sure you keep on sharing, keep on letting the people know this is some shit you fuck with. And also interact, you know what I'm saying? Let me know what you think. Let me, you know, let me know what you think about the episode. I'll take all forms of criticism and definitely leave a review for everybody to see what the hell you got to say. Um, Appreciate y'all. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. I'm Rodney Perry, and this is Simply King. Peace. She was like, yo, I'm leaving now. An hour later, Sam's from Jamaica. She's sipping Chris straight up, skanking while in the waist up. Seen two. My fam throwing a jam for Reed is on the stand. Big things is in the plan. The brother Big Moon makes space for me to move in. Yo, this my man most. Baby, let me introduce. I turn around. Same. You was the same pretty bird who I priorly observed. Trying to play me for the.